Ramones of the Day, and this is Why Is It Always This Way? One, two, three, four. Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every single Ramon song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I'm Molly. And I'm Philip. And with us again is very special guest, John Ross Bowie. Hi, guys. Hi. So nice to be back. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming back. Uh, our on. listeners might know John from Speechless, which is oh, in yeah. its third season um, on syndicated network television. Uh, <laughs> we're not yet syndicated. Not we're, yet syndicated. Regular, okay, okay. Uh, we're just on regular network television right now. Network, uh, network, ABC. Right. Yeah. I, will, I want to throw in something though that i have often thought of your show anytime i take out the trash because there's an early episode where you guys say it's like we look take, we're go. not going to take our trash <laughs> yeah and every gonna, time we're i not going to bring think, in the bins we're I not going to bring look, in the bins the, De- the demires are not going to take their trash yeah. and i'm like oh why can't i just let it go it was a great it was a great moment of like because we move into a new neighborhood in the pilot and the second episode we're just like let's just lay down some ground rules neighbors yeah. we're not <laughs> so if, set if some we, expectations if we get your packages they become our packages. <laughs> I got I got to deliver this wonderful speech about that, and uh, yeah, they're uh, they're a they're a pretty trashy family. It's fun to play. I like, <laughs> I, I like the show legitimately. They've actually made uh, they've made Jimmy a Ramones fan. They've, Have they really? made my character a Ramones fan. Oh, that's fan. so yeah. great! On your I didn't ask for it. They just gave it really? to me as sort of a. Who just gives that? Wait, what? Are the producers fans or the writers fans? Or well, they just want to write for my strengths, I guess. Oh, and okay. they they've established that. Um, my character used to be in a band. He used to be in a punk band. And he plays bass. Yeah. I saw the episode where you played with a... It was a wedding band. It was a Korean, a Korean wedding Korean wedding band, band. yes. Yeah. 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 Big jump from uh, from punk band to the Korean yeah. wedding band. <laughs> I learned a ton of phonetic Korean for I'm that sure. episode. Awesome. And I was really proud of that. Um, and then I lost it all the second Aww. the second we were wrapped that week. I just completely flowers for Algernon did out of my yeah, head. Right? It's gone. But, um, but yeah, so they've, they've made him... Um, they had one great moment where um, I go out for uh, for drinks with Paul F. Tompkins, and he go and he's got juice at the restaurant where we go. He just knows everybody, and we get a really good table. And he goes, "What do you need? We'll get we'll, you know we'll get something off the menu. We'll get whatever the chef is working on." And is there anything you'd like the band to play? And they cut to them doing this sort of jazzy rendition of Blitzkrieg Bop. Oh, um, that was wonderful. Amazing. It was a wonderful moment. Um, it was really, really super fun. What about a jazz band that does all remote covers? I mean, do it. What are they called? What are oh, they called? See? Oh boy. Okay. Can we can, okay, we, can we just can we just come see, up with our answers at the end of the show? A, yes, but this is we've kind of half played this game before. Okay. Because there was one episode. One Duke, three four. No, oh, not good. No, it's not great. No, it's see, that's what I was no, gonna do. That's, was, a, that's a first draft. It's so, okay. the name. The names are what I want to come up with. So there's like, Thelonious-y is what I want to try to do. Or like, I'm trying to think of jazz great. First names for the remote jazz remote. Oh, okay, Thelonious okay. Thelonious Z. <laughs> Thelonious Z. <laughs> Thelonious D D. Duke. Uh, Ellington E. <laughs> Milesy. No. Milesy. Milesy. And yeah, so they'd have to play like freeform jazz, but fit within two minutes, or they play two <laughs> minute, or they play two minute songs that last for ten minutes. Which is it? Yeah, no, they do. They do like really expanded, like you know, you, you don't even hear the melody for like the first eight minutes, right? Like one of those live Coltrane, my favorite things, you yeah, know, where yeah. it's just the bass guy noodling for a while. You're not even sure if Coltrane's noodles, on yeah. stage. It's <laughs> not even there. One of those like four CD sets from like a Coltrane in Japan. You no, know, here, here's a 58 minute my favorite things. Enjoy, kids. Something like that. 
Yeah, oh, or, or, okay, it's that or that, or it's a half hour long song where they dip into each oh, title. That's so they beautiful. go, they start at like Cretan Hop ish, but then they transition out into Ooh. Rockaway Beach and then they go into like that. That's so more like You're making the most elegant hand mo- motion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hand, yeah. hand motion. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a elegant. Three Stooges send off move. I it, think there's like a, a lot going on there. Yeah. It's very. It's. it's I, I was touched by that second option. Honestly, <laughs> it's I, really? I visual poetry. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so okay. yeah, we've got our band started. Okay. Um, we're we're gonna take a minute from the band and we're gonna get okay. to the song just for a second Fine. here, just just to ground down and let people know wh- why we're here. Why are we here anyway? Ground well, us down. Why is it always this way? Is the song we're talking about this week? Uh, This is going to be off of 1977's Rocket to Russia. This is going to be their third studio album. Now, two years, three studio albums. Crazy. That's that's nothing else to do. That's that's different times. Do bands do that now? I mean, I I feel like we've talked about this before. The only people who do that now are, this is a weird thing to say, but in researching this type of stuff, I, f- I found out information about the guitarist Buckethead. Remember Buckethead? Yeah, sure. He was in Guns N' Roses briefly. Yes. Yeah. He also, he is, I'm not exaggerating, released 300 albums. What? Now, part of that is, I think, because he makes, like, jazzy, you know, 30-minute uh, long He just does a one take like and that. he calls it an album. But other than that type of stuff, mm-hmm. I don't think... The music business is so different now where like you, yeah. you don't make your money on this, you make your money on tours. So you you right. you produce what you want, but then you go out on tour. I would argue that the I don't know about three albums in two years, but um, a lot of hip hop artists are very prolific. Um, off the top of my head, the Mountain Goats do at least an album a year. They're wow. pretty steady on, on well, that. And they're doing kind of stripped down. I mean, they're they're obviously a little more folky, but they're doing a very sort of stripped down minimalist approach to stuff that... That I probably know, helps. They're big. They're big. I mean, they're, they're Ramones fans, mm-hmm. those guys. John Worcester from Super Chunk plays drums with them now. Um, mm-hmm. But I'd probably cite them as keeping a similarly uh, prolific release schedule. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. But like yeah, but that's weird though. Three albums th- and three pretty phenomenal three, well, albums. But I was gonna say like yeah. that is the thing though, right? Is that they wrote pretty much all the albums, and then so it's like they can put them out quickly because sure. they already wrote everything. Yeah, they almost had. Isn't that yeah? Isn't that the story? Oh, it's like they, the they have a lot already. They had written, almost and all then three. They decided yeah. what would go on what album, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, this is. No, no writer credit given. No, because we're still doing we're still doing the whole Ramones thing. And not only that, but that one thing that we've relied on so often is like this interview with Tommy Ramone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel so dumb being so familiar. You remember Tommy? No, I love it. But not Tommy Shaw from Sticks. <laughs> no, Ramone. Got it. An interview with Tommy Shaw from Sticks about the Ramones. I mean, um, by the way, I wish the hell out of that. Uh, Sign me up. So, yeah, all of us. No, it's where he went. Somebody Dennis D. Young of the New York Dolls. <laughs> all right. They they asked him who wrote what, and oh. on the first three albums, uh-huh. and this one he he was like, I think it's all of us. I don't remember on this song in particular. This song in particular. Where How do you I, remember? I, this where is stuff? this interview? It is one of these special features from the documentary. Oh. oh, really? Oh, okay. interesting. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. I mean, it, it's literally just. I've Tommy. seen it. Santa Tommy yeah. sitting there and some guy saying, okay, what about this song? What about oh, this song? this guy. Uh-huh. Rockway Beach. Oh, that was Dee Dee. Yeah, he's always doing this. Yeah. So cool. this one, yeah, is a full... It's a full at, on... At, it seems all, like it's a group all, effort. All group. Okay, this song is also... Last song, last song. Yes. What? It's so, one of, also the handful of songs that fades out. 
Oh, yes. nice one. I've forgotten that it, it, nice it's one. a fade out, as is the closer of side one. Isn't closer of side one on this record is We're Happy Family, yes. right? Yeah, right. so those yeah. are two fade outs. Yeah, it seems... Ooh, Ramon's it, nerd, I too. like it. That stuck out to me, too. You're, I'm here for a reason. Yeah, um, <laughs> obviously. I'm not here to read the fucking meter, okay? <laughs> the, um, the, yeah, which is, is striking the more you think about it, because these are bands, these are songs that stop. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, you know, I remember when we, um, uh, when we would play Ramones on the college radio station, um, whenever we had, like, a freshman who maybe wasn't familiar with the Ramones, or like, watch out for that. That ends colder than a witch's tit. That's a really cold ending. You will not have time. Have your next song ready to go. Uh-huh. That Ramones song is going to end very and fast. you caught off guard, my friend. Yeah. Have your next two songs ready You're before right. you hit play on your Ramones song. <laughs> That's fun. Um, yeah. Because most of them, you know, there's some, especially as they go later in their career, there's some that kind of fade out. I think Bonzo goes to Bitburg fades out. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting. Both, both ends, both, both ending of each side. I feel fades like out. so. I, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up the fade out because I noticed that too, and I and I figure it has to be by design. That like there yeah. there's an element to, and I want to first of all recommend. I think it's that sort of YouTube channel Vox V O X. Okay. They did this interesting music series, and one of them was about fade outs and how in modern music the fade out has kind of faded out a bit of mm-hmm. style, but there's an artistry to it and. A feeling that comes from it, and it's almost the idea that it's like, oh, it kept going. Well, I think it's interesting. Uh, and I mean, some of this kind of keeps you going with the album to end, fade it out, and be like, oh yeah, it's not over. It's not over. Sometimes I think a it's fade out is a is a is a cop out. Sure. Um, I thought, no, you you didn't write an ending. You didn't write an <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, or you didn't just end the verse and finish up the song. But I think in both examples from this record. What Happy I love about and... about a song like "Why Is It Always This Way" fading out is like, well, it's always this way. It's just going to keep going. Yeah, yeah. this I is, love and there that. is there's a real form That's and function yeah. kind of thing there that I dig. Content equals structure. That's terrific. And then I've always loved the ending to um, "We're a Happy Family" with like the crazy voices of the, of yeah. the family right. coming that in. Right, overtake the yeah, yeah. That overtake the the that music. Cover the fade out. I love yeah, that. and then and then fade out themselves. And there is also a sense of like this dysfunctional family will continue as yeah. far as we know. Right. You know? <laughs> yes. And, For 20 um, years. And blow we, each other up. I, I rewrote some stuff in in the play. There's, it's, what play? It's, um, funny you should ask. Um, <laughs> the the play about the Ramones that I wrote called Four Chords and a Gun, which premieres in Toronto in April. Thank you for asking. And then Chicago in May. But the... I, I tweaked it a little bit since uh, since the L.A. production. I'm such a bad host. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? I thought we were going to get to it. <laughs> um, we did. I just blew it. <laughs> but it, it ends with a... it the, the play begins at the end of a Ramon show. And uh, every time I saw them live, they closed with We're a Happy Family. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it was always kind of a, a, a lovely moment because he would point to everybody in the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, it, was, it would be like the one time near the end of the show where I'd be like, I'm going to venture up to the front. It's dangerous oh, yeah. up there, but I'm going to venture in the uh-huh. front. Yeah. Um, usually I was the guy. I, I, I would say by the soundboard because, quote, the sound was better, but really I was just scared to get up front because <laughs> the you know, fucking New York Ramon show was anarchy. <laughs> yeah, oh my um, God, I bet. I had glasses. It was just a million uh, things yeah, that like, yeah. could go wrong and something like that. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah, there were people who went looking for those. You know, exactly. Like, I mean, nerds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at this 98 pound weakling. Um, Maybe I'll Hang up on a soundboard, but um, uh, yeah, there's a totally possible to find me like stuffed into a monitor when they're cleaning out the club at 3 a.m. But, but, um, but 
So there was something very there's something very communal. I talk about that in the in the play. I have Marky kind of give the speech about how it was it sort of brought people together. This idea of we're a happy family as fucked up as we are, mm-hmm. um, and I know that's not one of the songs we're talking about, but it works also I think really effectively in why is it always this way, um, in the sense of like this is just the cycle of my relationships, Definitely. you know, and it's just going to keep going on. If it and if you did a cold ending for that. Um, there's something to suggest that oh maybe the the cycle's going to be broken maybe I'm going to get better this time maybe yeah. it's over yeah yeah you know? yeah and, so, no, and I it's that. interesting I love no that. yeah um, there is on the 40th anniversary version of Rock the Rush the reissue there mm-hmm. is a tracking via Ed Stasium yes yeah he did, their, he did their and first of all that version is awesome yeah because it's the like you just stepped into the room version yeah so it just got kind of sounds like now I'm doing other hand motions but it's like a grab you by the shoulders thing Mm -hmm. but it ends they don't fade it out oh interesting and and if nothing else hearing hey 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 why is it always this way uh, it becomes a bit much so I counted it so in the album version we hear it a total of 13 times it's four before and then what nine in the end fading out but in the other there's like 16 times in the end alone. So you would have had to... I don't know why they didn't just end it earlier. But I'm and gonna, are you saying you just... You get tired of it and you're just well, like... Well, I am. <laughs> I am. worried that it outstays its welcome. Yes, uh-huh. but then more to, I think, what you're saying, John, is that if they're designing it to fade out, then they just knew they had to give themselves enough tape yeah. to cover oh, right, a right, nice right. long... We want this to fade out. It, it, it Yeah, I'm glad, glad we brought the fade out too because I'm like... That's weird. Yeah, it isn't that unique for them, but it yeah. is. Well, but it I think it's interesting. I mean, I love, I love what you said about it, John, and I think that makes so much sense. You know yeah. what I mean? That that it, it's an aesthetic choice based yeah, on the song. nature of the song. Um, I want, I did want to talk a little bit about the play um, since we've already started in on it. Uh, what play is that? For Four Chords and a Gun, <laughs> opening in Toronto. Mm-hmm. This is going to be now the third. The third run. So this will be the third production of, third production. The, uh, of the play. This is, the, this is arguably the Richie production. <laughs> I, by, that, by that logic, this is the Richie. So I just want to so ask you. So it'll be shorter than It'll be the too. quickest. Yeah, it'll, be, yeah. it'll be so much faster. They'll read their lines. When did faster. you start writing this, or what made you think that you wanted to write a play about the Ramones? I started writing it years ago. I'm a very slow writer. Um, but I was. I, I was. Sh- I've always been a fan. I've been a fan since I was 13, um, and I, I, I'd heard of them, but I, I bought my first Ramones cassette at the old Tower Records up near Lincoln Center in New York um, when I was in eighth grade, and immediately was just like, oh, there's just something really funny about these guys, and... And, and do you have a lot of friends that listen to the Ramones? Like, is this something you talk to your friends about? Or did you feel like this was just something that you did? No, I was the first of my friends to get into the Ramones. And then I found other people who were into the Ramones. And it mm-hmm. became very much a... And before you... Listen to how I'm going to sound right now. Before you could just buy a Ramones shirt at Urban Outfitters. <laughs> yeah. A Ramones shirt meant something, Molly. <laughs> it was like a secret handshake. I've heard of those times. And uh, But it really was. You know, it was really a sense of like, oh, this person is is got a particularly idiosyncratic view of things. Mm. And um, I, I say this all the time, but on the first record, uh, there's um, uh, 
was about six tracks, five or six tracks in, is now I want to sniff some glue, which is to my for my money one of the funniest song titles in the world. Yeah, it's because it's, it's the now that kills me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now it destroys me. Like, well, what, what are you doing today? Well, I I, I swam by the dry cleaning. I picked that up. But I, I, had, I had it. I had to get a prescription filled to Pathmark and. Uh, now I want to sip some glue, you know, and I, there's I just know. something so no. workmanlike about about the fact that, and again, it's what, I, what I'm talking about in terms of their very specific aesthetic, and like I don't think there are any accidents in Ramones, particularly no. in early Ramones. I think everything mm-hmm. is there for a reason. Totally, this fade out is here for a reason. Definitely, definitely. This particular word is here. Mm. Definitely for a reason. In the beginning of the title as opposed to the end of the title. Yeah. For a reason. Yeah. Um, there's uh, only eight words. And now I sniff your. Now yeah. I sniff some glue anyway. And, so and, yeah, you. Everything feels important. Yeah, and I, I think that. there are songs that are I want to do something, and there are songs that I want to do something, and uh-huh. I think those two distinctions are there for a reason. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So anyway, and what do you think that distinction is? Um, I'm just curious because we we've covered all those songs. Yeah, so. what do you think? <laughs> I think I want to be sedated is wanna because he's really fucking pumped up and nervous, and he's uh-huh. speaking really quickly. Uh-huh, he's speaking yeah, quicker, yeah. and that's why it's wanna rather than want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because he's just injured himself, if you know the backstory of that yeah, thing. Yeah, he fucked himself up yeah, with the sinus the, thing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and he's really high strung and he, he, he doesn't want to be sedated. He's like, I want to be sedated! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I really think there's a lot of very mm-hmm. deliberate aesthetic choices. So that leads me to the point of like, why don't people take the Ramones seriously? Why aren't people viewing the Ramones as a joke band? And look, what are you going to do? The band did Rock and Roll High School. The band is immortalized yeah. in an Archie comic. They have not necessarily gone out of their way to fight against the cartoonish aspect right. of, mm-hmm. of their legacy. But I I feel like the production of End of the Century with a band like the Ramones, who worked smart but very quickly and efficiently, working with one of the most famous workaholics in the history of recorded music, mm-hmm, mm-hmm created such an interesting contrast about like you know how much work goes into art how much art goes into work which is mm. something i kind of wrestle mm. with it's fascinating yeah and and it's one of like sort of my themes that i come back to in my life all the time like how oh. much do we have to like kill ourselves to make something beautiful um so all this stuff is like you know this is you know i don't know that i'll be able to go this deep with it if i write a screenplay or if i write a mm. musical i think this is a play this is yeah. a chamber piece mm. about six characters mm-hmm. and then you've got all the other stuff like the yeah. gun and the addiction <laughs> and the love triangle yeah and and this is where you completely reserve the right to kick me out of your um your garage but i was like you know you've got a gun you've got a love triangle you've got all this talk about work and art this is the stuff that Chekhov wrote about. I'm oh, so okay. sorry. I'm so sorry. Listen, I'm so you're sorry. You're a playwright. You're allowed to I'm say so that. I'm so sorry. No, I... And I'm not comparing myself to Chekhov, but it's I was fine. like, this is, these are the themes. You know, right. That's yes. in Three Sisters. That's in The yes. Seagull, you know? Listen, we, we can't do the, the that's same that's rituals that people did, you know, 100, 200 years ago. Now the Beatles are our ritual. Or you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, mm. it's just, we got to use the same tools, but but put our own modern take on it. That was yeah. the idea yeah. of it. So so all of this led me to the fact that, like, this has to be a play. Yeah. This is a play before it's anything well, else. Well, again, it's a very good play. Especially, especially, I mean, it's a great play whether or not you even like the Ramones. That's what's so good about it. But if you like the I've, Ramones, I've heard from a lot like, of people who, who weren't necessarily big Ramones fans who really, really? enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah which was nice funny. to hear. It, the characters oh, yeah. are insane. <laughs> There's a lot of funny stuff that happens in it, and a it's lot really of it's funny. ninety-five. There's a couple things I invented just to kind of you know transition scenes, and, sure. and I compressed time a little bit. 
but it is striking how much crazy stuff happened while they were working with Phil Spector. Oh, yeah. And it's also striking that you can't get a straight answer out of anybody about, like, what oh, exactly. Oh, so funny. It's so that's... funny. So I was able that to be like... That is honestly why we're here. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but you kind of... So because of that, I sort of took, you know, like, well, if I take the coolest version of every story and smush it together, then yeah. we've got, you know, a, a streamlined narrative that deals with... Um, uh, a band that of artists who are trying to keep it from feeling like just a job and yeah. how that becomes almost inevitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you yeah. listen to later Ramones interviews and they're just all concerned about how short the set is. Yeah. And you know, totally. you, you look, you can, you, you can see a copy of, uh, of Johnny's notebook online and there, and there's for each gig, there's, uh, the number of people who showed up, the money they made, um, How much and, time it took? Yeah, yeah, you know, he's he's there was the something he missed. very very workmanlike about it, especially yeah. the further they got into their career, and that transition happens around into the century. Yeah. Mm. So how do you how do you connect to the band members? Do you feel like you that you're you, there's a piece of every one of them in you? Are you writing from yourself at all? Or are you like I'm writing from myself? Man? Obviously, yeah. I'm writing from myself certainly, and um and I'm I'm probably the end of the day, even though I'm I'm you know, happily married for low these 15 years. I, at the end of the day, I'm a Joey. Okay. I think at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, uh, this kind of, I said only five, eight, but I'm this kind of gangly, weird kind of, my posture is not great. And, um, uh, I, 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 I've just always connected with that guy and, mm-hmm. you know, a million people have, have written very eloquently about what an unlikely rock star he was. Yeah. There's a beautiful moment in the Morrissey autobiography, actually, where he talks about seeing the Ramones in Manchester when he was a kid. Really? Oh. When he was a teenager, and he, he writes... Circa... Yeah, high 70s, okay. you know, um, on, on the one of their earlier English oh, tours. Oh, yeah, I guess that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, you, you can't really hear a lick of the Ramones in the Smiths, but mm-hmm. he was apparently a huge influence just because... Like, oh, this guy can do it. This yeah. guy, look at this guy yeah, look up at this guy. there commanding the stage yeah. by just kind of standing with his legs planted in one direction and pointing at me. Yeah. And look how effective that is. Yeah. And how inspiring that was for young women. The Morrissey autobiography is bug nuts. Yeah, no, I can't wait <laughs> really? to read it now. Oh, I, 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 there's going to be moments in it where he will he'll discuss you and you'll throw it across the room and there'll be moments that are incredibly interesting. But he writes very beautifully and very eloquently about scenes. Isn't that like exactly on point for him though? Oh no, it, it, like, no, it's exactly the, the Morrissey brand is, is just cemented. <laughs> like, oh, that's really lovely. Oh, that's a really nice thing to say. Well, that's vaguely anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it, he just, it's, it's the full, the full Morrissey experience, that book. Yeah. Um, so did you read all the Ramones autobiographies, none of them. Have you have you caught up on the Richie? Like you said, you read you read the the Mickey Lee one. Well, no, that was my favorite. That was your the favorite. Mickey Lee was probably my favorite because it's a real character study. Um, I know. I, I'm guessing why you're asking because the the Morrissey thing feels like we always bring up the Dee Dee one. Yeah, the Dee Dee one's great. Because it's great. It's the most entertaining one. It's so entertaining, and you don't even know it's true or not. And like sometimes it's just about where he stashes his drugs, and it's like I love all these details. No, it's great. That's really great. Um, The Commando uh, Johnny's book is a little bit of a clip job. It was, I think, it was published posthumously, and I think it was just. It feels like. way Johnny would want to do it. No, it does. It does, but I think the telling of it is more telling of who he really was than what the... It's like the subtext there is 
he's trying to come off like a very strong person and a very tough person. And here uh, are my lists. Here are my lists of all the celebrities that I know uh. and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, okay, if mm. I just read that as that, I see that you are trying to get me to think that yeah, you yeah. are very important. Yeah, I mean, but it, I know it, all it the says stuff a lot by not saying a yes. lot. You know, it, What's it, omitted it, is, is yeah. very telling. And again, that's a huge part of the Ramones aesthetic is like what has to be here. Yeah, you know, and on the best right. And on the best Ramones records, it's with the guitar, the bass, and, and the drums. And, and you, uh, you're saying it over yeah. and over again, the word aesthetic. You yeah. know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and that is, it's it's... It's art, but it's even more than art. It's the it's the whole aesthetic package that really is. You the thing. Uh, you put them in the same class as you would bands that are more easily understood as artists, like Devo or Kraftwerk, mm-hmm. or mm. or bands that like you know that had a shtick, but we don't call it a shtick. We mm. call it a vision, right. you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. a shtick, but it's also a vision. Yeah. And um, well, I mean, essentially, like. Kiss was doing the same thing their moments were doing. They yeah. both had costume. You know what I mean? Yeah. They both... Yeah. I saw, I, I saw Kiss a few weeks ago. I took my son. Really? Yeah, really How was it? Kiss at the forum. It was a fucking Kiss show. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. It was, it was zero surprises. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, I, zero we, surprises, but fireworks are great. And yeah, fireworks are great. They breathe fire and they spit blood and they open with Detroit Rock City and... And so many people had their kids there. Holy shit. Really? Because I was though. like, I was like it's going to be a little weird for Walter, my nine-year-old. <laughs> Nobody's bringing their kids to remote shows. No. You know what I That's mean? Like, it, it, it is kind of a bummer. And we never really could because they were constantly playing like clubs in the states yeah. you know i bet if you sure. were in south america you'd bring your kids to a soccer stadium to see the ramones yeah but yeah, like, yeah, yeah i don't know if you could have done that in in the states yeah, yeah. i want to get a couple of facts please. And, then, and then please we're talking j- just for everybody listening we're talking about the song <laughs> why is it always this way <laughs> yeah thank you off of 1977 no please uh i gave the song category of love yes i found one confirmed time they played this live okay so adjusted for inflation. I, I want to, before you skip yes. over the, oh. the, the the song category Okay, love, song category. You know, this is such a Ramones A love song. Yeah. Um, it's not going to work out for reasons and, you wouldn't have thought. And, and, and here's my question. The song is called, not to laugh, Why Is It Always This Way? Why Is It Always This Way? My question is, do all his girlfriends commit suicide? <laughs> In formaldehyde. Why is it always this way? <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's, it's so it, yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, what are you insinuating here in this song? I like thinking that either it's it's either a sort of a sophisticated joke where it's like, oh man, everything always happens to me. The, you know this old story. <laughs> She's floating in formaldehyde. Oh, I can't. Tale as old as time. Or it's literally like every girl I date is. We're yeah. talking about the Ramon sense of humor, you know? Yeah. And I think that this is one of those examples where yeah. it's like, this song is fucking crazy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's so sad. And it, it feels like, it feels like they're singing about like, oh, why is traffic so bad? You well, there's, two, I mean? there's like, two ways. There's one, there's like, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, She's, you know, not literally dead. She's figuratively dead. The formaldehyde is a metaphor for how she is is preserved, but not for me. Oh, um, oh I love you know, that. As an English major, but the um the <laughs> the but the, the there's the other side. There's just completely, you know, wackadoodle, yeah. crazy town. Uh, I feel like on, even on the, the order art, of we're happy I feel family. Like even in the yeah. album art, it has like somebody in a jar. I feel like it is. It's, it's oh, all no, the, no, those are all the John Holmstrom yes. cartoons, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty but sure. So, so John, I feel like, do you think yeah. that they're they're deep enough to 
to come up with that metaphor about you're preserved but not for me. I mean, do you think that that Didi's there and he's he that's available to him? Or I don't do you know think if Didi is. I think Joey might have been. Oh, you do. And I I also uh, I also think it's just funny. I think they might also understand that it's funny that that they can have the song about suicide, recognize that that rhymes with formaldehyde, yeah. and they go, you know what would be a really funny yeah. title for <laughs> yeah. this song? Yeah. It would be a really funny title for this song, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is make it seem like this is just a story of like, yeah, you know, we just... We just, you know, don't want to do the same things anymore, you know. And what if, what if it was just that relationship cliche, but instead she killed herself, and I've preserved her in formaldehyde. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they're smart enough to know that it's funny to take these outlandish lyrics, um, give it that title, and then make it fade out in yeah. the interest of yeah. making this sort of like, a, you know, how this keeps going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this I, is just my cycle. Yeah, I think they have it in them. But yeah. they didn't for this. Interesting. I think they chose to be like, just like what he was saying. It was yeah. like, yeah, we could, it it's it could have been some metaphor. It could have been something else. But it's actually, it's funnier to do it. Yeah. This I mean, we always have this conversation about like, how much are they really thinking about? The, like, how how is, is the subtext yeah. really built in? Or are we just, you know, putting our subtext on this sure. because we want to dissect it and, you know. I think on the early albums, they know exactly what they're doing. I, I really mean, think, I, I, I would like go to for like think the that... first 10 years, I think they know exactly, yeah, every yeah. joke is perfectly calibrated yeah, and yeah. it's there for a reason. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a time before they didn't like each other where they, they were young, they were probably like 20s, 20, yeah. 22 or something, they'd just go to old movies together. You yeah. know, I bet there was like times they just <laughs> yeah, like right. get six packs and go to like, you know, yeah. second run movie houses and like Saint watch Mark's weird movies. Yeah. Second Avenue, yeah, because like must the have been brain cool that wouldn't die or whatever. Yeah. yeah, no, a lot of those theaters were still open when I was a teenager, and uh, there were great places um, where you could go see old monster movies. and yeah. and they would they would have like an, a a feature and a co feature. It seems like they got so much of their aesthetic from just like you know, yeah, that kind of stuff. Hmm. Yeah, staying like up that. late night watching, uh, yeah. you know, Zachary coming in from Jersey or whatever. And yeah. There were all sorts of like like local horror movie shows on Channel Five in New York at the time that yeah. were really fun. Yeah. Yes, um, Philip. Do you have some well, more facts well, for us, no, please? Well, it's not really a fact, well, but just... but something because this is our last taste of Rocket to Russia. Yes. Oh goodness! Wow. It, so so last, it's the last. So it's not even last the, song. Last song. Last song. Last song on the album. Last song that we're going to talk about oh, okay. on yeah. the album. Uh, so yeah, because it's our last time and, and because this album is often pointed as like sort of one that got away, you know, it was like on In what its, way? Well, the, that it was, it could have been the hit. It could have uh, been the one and then okay. it was sidetracked for a bunch of things. So what I was curious about was what other albums came out. In 1977. Context Corner! Yeah. I love Context, Context Corner. It's I so fun it. to play it with the Ramones. Yeah, I yeah. love it. So, uh, I can't remember. It came out in late 1977, but I I got some information on what was big in 1977. Mm-hmm. So this is what it was up against. Please. So, I top albums started with uh, Stevie Wonder's Songs in the Key of Life. Oh! I know. I know. Okay. It's... I'm telling you, it's a, it's kind of a murderer's row. Okay. So we got that, uh, Hotel California by the Eagles. Uh, I know, but... Yeah, no, it's huge. I it's a huge record. Yeah. It's a huge. Huge yeah. record, yeah. Huge. Uh, the, it's like the dad's thriller. 
Um, <laughs> it's uh, then there's there's a there's a dip into an, a wings a wings album and then which wings album? Uh, wings over America. Oh, it's a live one, right? I think so. Yeah. Because that only lasts for a week. Because then songs in the key of life returns, and then Hotel California returns. Wow. Oh. Now, as like a history repeating itself, uh, for a stretch in February, we have the soundtrack to A Star Is Born. Oh wow! Yeah, I know. Holy what? shit! What? Yeah, that the, is so the Christopherson Streisand. Random. Yeah, of course. yeah. Uh, and then back to Hotel California, and now here you really get into a behemoth. Uh, rumors. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's seventy-seven. That's right. Rumors, yeah. and then back to Hotel California. Oh God, Hotel California has just back to rumors. Oh, oh my God, yeah. Barry Manilow live for a week. <laughs> In, now hold on, I'm only to Barry July. Man. And then for the rest of the year rumors. is rumors. Yeah. yeah, of course. So I know they were, you know, it's like they weren't really going to get a number one. Those are the number one. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's yeah. what they're up against. Yeah. Then even in singles, I mean, I printed out a bunch, but I'll okay. just read a couple. I just, I love it. Just, just please, for a taste. It can't be enough. No, it's important. This yeah, is it really, is. It's, it's so crucial to understand like, got, why. No, 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 this is even part of the play. Well, it wasn't the LA version. Was you guys didn't play like punk music ahead of time? You guys played like that's in the script. AM, that's AM in the script. Mellow. I want people stuff. to walk in to listen, listening to Gordon Lightfoot, and yeah. then maybe when the Ramones come on, I want it to be a real shock to the yeah. system. Maybe they could have listened to some of these hits because now the Ramones feel so much a part of the American fabric. Oh, they're you know? in car commercials. They yeah. play at Yankee Stadium, but you Elvin need the, the context yeah, yeah. of 1976 so, and yeah. what was charting at the so time. So here's yeah. what you would have heard instead of this song. Uh, you made me feel. You make me feel like dancing. Uh, Leo Sayer. Uh, Leo Sayer. Um, the love theme from Stars Born. Sure. Rich girl, the Hollow Notes. Shout out. Yeah, from love Was that seventy seven? Yeah. Oh my god, oh, those guys are still killing. Dancing it. Queen by ABBA. Ugh. I know. Also, anti shout out for Molly. I know. <laughs> uh, Hotel California. Sir Duke by Stevie Wonder. Oh wow. I'm your boogeyman. The theme from Rocky. Oh, glad that the charted. That's right. I you mean, actually heard that on the radio. Yeah. And also, so we've got two movies. We got to get a third one. We have the Miko version of the Star Wars theme slash Cantina band oh was also a number one hit. <laughs> Star Wars yeah. has made money for a long time. Uh, beep, 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 and how deep? And it closes out with how how deep is your love? Ooh, deep and then in the UK, we're talking about you know. UK, like oh wait a second! Yeah, that's the year that's, that that's the year Saturday Night Fever comes out. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so, so yeah. all those songs. Yeah. So how deep is your love? Yeah. yeah that. Yep. Um, Which is funny. I feel like there's another Bee Gees one in there, but I didn't highlight. Staying alive isn't that year? I think that's the next. Oh, that's probably the next. And the, I mean, there's also number one. So. Oh yeah. Uh, looks like we made it. By Barry Manilow. Yeah. Uh, another another one for Molly's mom uh, in UK. Uh, the Manhattan Transfer. Yes, I uh, love your brain. How do you yeah. remember this shit? Boy from New York City. <laughs> Seriously, it's my it's it's that's it's I that same phrase said crazy. by my wife, but anger uh, is like, how do you remember that, but you don't oh remember this person's birthday? You're amazing. Like, yeah, apparently yeah, I remember amazing. Molly's mom likes Manhattan my Transfer. Mom, I've seen Manhattan Transfer. This, is it Boy from New York City? Was that it? Is uh, Chanson Dumore. Chanson de Mort? Chanson de Mort. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, Je ne <laughs> Lucille by Kenny Rogers. Oh. I just highlighted that because I'm like, what's up with the UK and Kenny Rogers? Uh, we got a Donna Summer in here. We got another ABBA song. So, I mean, these were Which the Which ABBA song? Uh, in the UK, it was The Name of the Game. Oh, sure. Are um, you an ABBA fan? Um, my daughter just did a production of Mamma Mia oh, at okay. a children's theater company. And you've heard them. At a children's theater company. Um, yeah. So... 
That's interesting. That's what I love it. They're going up against. She's saying, yeah. "Lay your all your love on me." Nobody oh, asked, great! But that was <laughs> killed it. I was super proud of her. Yeah. Well, well, also there, there's no like alternative radio stations. You know what I mean? There's no such so thing. There's, there's college, but college wasn't wasn't. No. They were all tiny little bandwidths, and you know, that if you wanted to hear something like. I mean, what you you would have heard like the Dolls or the Ramones yeah. or or I'm trying to think what else would have been in the early '70s. Uh, the Stoog- the Stooges, the Velvet Underground, yeah. maybe. Well, here's here's kind of what I was getting. Or you would have found like well, like weirder stuff that like like uh, you know um, King Crimson or stuff that wasn't on mm-hmm. the radio. It wasn't even on rock radio, you know. Uh-huh. So part of this, I you know the Ramones wanted to be like radio hit, right? Yeah. And, I, and I get it. And it's weird to think now, coming from the early 21st century, that now you could be an artist and it's like, I don't think rock musicians anymore, like anybody starting up a band in their garage, does. I don't think they think of radio. I think they just are like, I'm just going to play my songs, make them how I want. Right. I'll make the money I get off of that. And it's not a big deal. But with these guys, it was like they had plan A and that's it. Yeah. yeah. And this is what they're up against. Yeah. And you're like, oh, there's just no, there's no... No path to success. Yeah, yeah. But they well, famously looked at at Saturday Night by the Bay City Rollers and thought like, mm-hmm. oh, we can do a rave up anthem like that, and that's what Blitzkrieg Bop is. Yeah. Yes, and it and um, they did it very successfully. I mean, that's and, like one of their all time best. And songs. I can't remember now to quote ourselves, but when we talked to Ed Stasium, he said like when they were making this album, they're like they were interested in Steve Miller Band. They were interested. There was a couple others where you're like, I never thought I'd hear those words. <laughs> but, but that's kind of, you know, it's like, yeah. well, it's like, yeah, it's guitar rock. I mean, we kind of want that sort of thing. But it's just. Well, it's that basic uh, L. Um, it's a blues L. Uh, you call it, um, is it called the L? That's what I, yeah. I call yeah. it the chess move. Yeah. Where you go like, yeah, it's the knight. Down to. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the knight. And that's that's both the Joker and Blitzkrieg Bop uh, yeah, on sure. the bass. So it's just all these, it's all of a piece. It's this box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, sure. It's guitar talk. <laughs> I, I'm here for it. <laughs> But I wanted it's to... the most rudimentary guitar part. It's literally like, where yeah. do your fingers go? I'm not talking about theory. Yeah, yeah. I'm not... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're talking the... up and down. Yeah, it's up it's... and down. I mean, that's that's really yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> a Steve Miller band, really. That's interesting. Yeah, I think it was Steve Miller band. I'm pretty sure. But uh, but yeah, I wanted to give some context for this because I love context because it is so weird to think. I know this wasn't a single. Why is it always this way? But it is weird to think that there was an element to be like it's going to be. Uh, what is it? Um, Edge of Seventeen or this song about the girl in Formaldehyde? Like, <laughs> yeah. wh- which one is it? Yeah, well, but I mean, you've got Rockaway Beach on this record, yeah. you know, and I don't understand why Rockaway Beach doesn't chart alongside Go Your Own Way. Agreed. It's maybe not a number one. It's so but, good but and it, so playable and so easily It's got that digestible. terrific fake ending. Yes. It's got it's got a bunch of things that are wonderful about it, and it's it was on a major label. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, it really is one of the strangest things that, that the Ramones never charted. It really, or, you know, significantly charted. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, I, I, I go around and around about it too, because sometimes we've talked about this now for 180 episodes and the idea that it was like, I, it seems weird to us, but I don't know if it seems weird to the world at large. You know, there's three of us around this table, like saying, yes, yes, of course, but. I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't. 
gonna happen, you and know, maybe they met the level of success they were supposed to meet, and they made their antecedents. Art, there, there are many artists ways. in the history of the world that they just do not hit the way they want to hit in their lifetime, but then they die, and then their their legacy becomes huge. You, you know, know? George Seurat never sold a painting, apparently. You know, Van Gogh died penniless and insane. You know, I, you know, I, and when I, when you list yeah. off all these other songs and albums that are coming out this year, they're they're just not even in the same universe as their own. They're mo- I mean, if we if we look at this song, why is it always this way? You know, this is one of these songs where when people talk about why they love their moans, they're so weird, they're so funny, they're so bizarre. They, you know, they're they're sarcastic, they're, so hooky. they're hooky, you know. Yeah. And that's I think that this song is a great example of a very Ramones A song. Oh yeah. You know, this is this is the epitome of Ramones. This is the jingle and the jangle. <laughs> yes. Where yes. it's like it's it's a hard rockin' song. Yes. But it it's also, all the things in a Ramon song you want. It's like three words, yeah. you know. But it's bouncy as hell. Yep. And it's got that wonderful little backing vocal in the beginning that, yeah. which I don't always notice. No. It has to be cranked up in the car for me to pick it up because yeah. the guitar is so, I love the, this might be one of my, each of the first four albums has a very distinct guitar sound. They've sure. all got a very distinct, but there's but there's a very distinct guitar sound. I think Rocket Rush has always got my favorite because there's something a little... Not quite as uniform as the chunky sound on on Leave Home. Agreed. Sure. There's a, a sense that you can almost hear every string being plucked mm-hmm. that you don't have on some of the other records where it's just this like monolithic wa- buzzsaw. Yeah, totally. You know? and I, I think of it as like it's a bit more feminine on this album in that you kind of can hear a little bit more of the delicacy of the things that are happening you know there's, there's like there's multiple there's some layers air in there. yeah there's yeah. a little bit of air. not separate. a lot not a lot yeah. but just enough and it almost i i think of it as like they're just a bit more matured they're just a little bit more matured yeah. you know so yeah. there's something they know they know what they're doing i mean this, yeah being the third time in the studio too they know yeah yeah what they're doing a little more but yeah it sounds there's bigger words on this record. Cretan. <laughs> <Three> <laughs> words. Bigger words. Cretan is Rock right away is three syllables. Uh, um, well, let, okay. So, do no. we have any more facts about this song? I have no more facts. Okay. So, how do we feel about this song, you guys? Let's let's love just get it. into it. Love it, John. I love please, it. why I do you love it? I I think it's just a really um, reliable pop song. I I think it's it's the sort of song that a lesser band would have burned off earlier on the record, sure. and they're so confident in their hit quotient that they can put it to the end. Yeah, they can put it at the back aside too, and, and be like, "Fuck out. it, it's still great." Yeah, um, you know, and I really, you know, it's there's always that argument of like top load your record with the hits, you know, top load your record. Yeah, who knows? But they were. It's not that they didn't. On it, this one too. No, there's yeah. no. It's again. This record is is a. It could be. A, it's it's a desert island disc. I mean, it really. It's like it a really fucking KTEL record. It there's, really it's, is. There's great stuff all throughout this. Yes. One. Um and, um again, this is a, this is the record with Rockaway Beach on it. It but it it has a um, I just love the the the. The melody. I love the lyrics. I love the fade out. I love the backing vocals, which I, I is probably Dee Dee, who I'm going to, if I may be so bold, Please. elect MVP. I All right. Love that. Wow. Okay. okay. We love that. We'll take it. Why? Because of you yeah. think he's backing vocals. I think, I think that's him now? doing the ooh, and I love it. <laughs> sure. Um, well, I also love the song. Um, sorry, I'm writing it down. I'm gonna give it to Johnny. My vote to Johnny. Why? Because I love that guitar sound. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I, there's a, that we are always saying this, this is like the hardest thing where like part of why this song's great is because everyone's kind of great. Yeah. We haven't even mentioned Tommy on it. 
yeah. besides drumming, is also producing it and yeah, getting yeah. whatever that sweet spot is yep. that made pop punk. Yeah. Like, yeah. Here's your template. Make yeah, this. Yeah, here's your template. I'm and like, again, this by is the gorgeous way, gorgeous and aggressive. The thing you're, 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 we were talking earlier about, like, God, they were around just, you know, how could they, how could they possibly have had a hit in 77? If they had come out with this record in 94, you know, yeah, it's yeah, a right? whole different totally. fucking landscape. Totally. Whole, and part of Green Day's appeal was that they were cute. No question. Sure. But they were, you know, they'll be the first to tell you that without the Ramones, there's no Green Day. Without the Dickies, there's no Green Day. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, and I'm not knocking Green Day, but they were, I mean, you think of all the bands that I, bands that I, I, I played with in the 90s <laughs> when I was in a band, and it, there was something so weirdly right place, right time about Green Day mm-hmm. that, yeah. like... You know, everyone was trying to figure things out after Nirvana and like, well, we can't do exactly what that did. We, yeah. we it, it can't just be loud because we tried that with Helmet. What's next? <laughs> you know, you know, it's got to be, you know, they, we got to very, this is a thing. And well, Green Day were right place, one right thing time. that Green Day hit on the head for me that I think really connects the Ramones is this playfulness. Yeah. You know. A they, self-deprecation yeah. and a playfulness. Yeah. 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 No, it's there. Um. But yeah, Johnny's my favorite. Okay, well, I, I love this song, obviously. Again, I think this is, this song in particular is like, um, is like the, the like a diamond of Ramones. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's it's all the things kind of compressed into it's an that essential, perfect little nugget of Ramones. People you like, burn off all the yeah, water and you're just yeah, left exactly. with like the, the port if wine are reduction like, of Ramones. Molly, what is Ramones? I'd be like, here you go. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. This song. We've got our lyrical content. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to give it to Tommy just because I can. Wow. Why not? <laughs> See, Why not? It's my life. I don't even think we mentioned Joey. And that's how good it is. That's how good it is, yeah. yeah. That he's that good and you're like, hey, yeah. Totally. Well, okay, listen, before we end here, uh, I want to mention one more time, uh, John, that your show is opening in Toronto on April 10th. It will be going to Chicago in May, on May 19th. Opening That's Joey Ramone's birthday. It's also my birthday. You can send all packages to. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, um, and, you turned that plug into your if you birthday. are in either of those areas, you should definitely go see the show, especially yeah. if you like the Ramones, because it's great, great narrative. I mean, and if, just... if, if you've seen the show before, come come see it again because yeah, it's, it's, this is a cast. new draft. Yeah, this is a totally. new draft. And um, uh, I so, think did the... you change the actual play? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a couple new scenes, and I think Linda's a little more actualized now. She's a little okay, more fleshed cool. out, has a little now, more agency. Did you get notes on the LA run, or you just I you got wanted notes, to do it? And I got some, and then there were some things I was like, there were things that were. I didn't know how to fix in the L.A. run until it was over. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing to do with the actors. My cast was perfect. God, I love that cast. It was just things I was like, you know, that's... It, it, was, it was actually, on the contrary, the actors were so good that I was like, this is still bumping me. It's the, it's the text. Yeah, yeah. It's not anything Jessica, our director, is doing. It's not this cast. This is the text that's bumping me, and i got to go back in and look at it. And I don't want to... I can't legally change it while they're up and running, so I will yeah, go yeah. and... <laughs> fuck with it at so later. So was it nice to have some time after the show ended in LA yes. to just sit with it? Uh-huh. And, yeah. It was really nice. Well, and it's because it hasn't been published yet it is still very much mine to toy with. Yeah, and yeah. I, I did so and I... Did you toy with it before you knew you had another run I did. coming up? You did. I did. Okay. I did. Because um, I, I wanted it to be judged on these new grounds. Sure. You know, and I... I um, and again, I'm... I'm, I'm 
I'm cognizant of the Ramones and their legacy and that there are still a lot of living people involved with this band. Not yes. a ton, but um, <laughs> there are still quite a few. Yeah. And and I, again, part of making sure that this play helps the Ramones mm. take them, be taken more seriously is that well, I, it, I, you it, know, when you watch the play, it definitely teeth. feels like there's a lot of love here. It's not yeah. like you're pointing, yeah. I don't ever feel like you point fingers at anybody or judging. I mean, it, it seems like you're really offering up just like a very... It feels thoughtful. Honest. It feels if, very thoughtful. It feels honest. Yeah. It's honest. The jokes, the jokes that are there feel earned yeah. and are funny, yeah. but you know, it's not it's not like you make fun of you know, anybody, Phil Spector, or yeah. or the situation. Phil Spector is or... in prison for murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I still think he gets his day. He gets his day in court yeah, in my yeah, play. I think yeah. there's moments where he comes off like Yoda in my totally, play. Totally, totally. Johnny, you know, depending on who you ask, he stole Linda away from Joey, yeah. but he also kept this band together and viable for and also, 22 they... years. Loved each other until he died. It's yeah. not like they then broke up. I think Johnny you know and I mean? Joey had some. I don't know that they ever, they ever <laughs> achieved the closure that they needed, but yeah. I think the rest of them. I, I I still think he kept the band together as a as a viable business interest. Yeah, and he makes a lot of very good points about, and a lot of it is pulled directly from Johnny interviews about what we have to do and mm-hmm. what we yeah. have to do to get there, and also conversely what we don't have to do, which is you know. Take 50, 50 mm-hmm. takes of a chord, yeah, you know. Exactly. Um, everyone in the play has their good points, and that isn't me trying to be even-handed. That's me trying to like really look at these issues from all sides mm-hmm. and try yeah. to make a compelling piece of theater that will, you know, leave people arguing a little bit, like who had the best but point. But also, you know? That's as a great. Ramones fan, you know, again, all the pieces are important. There's there's no guy that just shows up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. In the play, if, if one of the guys doesn't get their due, then it's like, that's not really the Ramones. Because right. in the Ramones, they're all, you know. And yeah. I mean, in the play, it's Marky, not Tommy. But I still feel like Marky is so integral. <laughs> you know? Well, Marky's really important because he was the longest serving drummer. Yes! I mean, he... He was the drummer during End of the Century. And, um, and, and he, he, he is like a backbone to the Ramones... Like overall, even though there's pieces of sure. him where he's missing, and you know he he reinvents himself through the roles. I mean, it's I would say that he's I think in my mind not maybe more important than Tommy, but just as important than Tommy he as was, Tommy. He, he was the most seasoned. Uh, he'd been he had been a working musician yes. musician yeah. who For had years. been making money since he, since he was a teenager. Yeah, and was a scenester who joined the band and was was fired not he didn't quit he was fired and then came back yeah so there's a wonderful little redemption there yeah i love that um i there's a couple reasons he's the narrator one the obvious he's still alive (laughs) yeah but he's also the outsider technically from the band so that's good he's not a founding member and he um there is he also was i thought there was something kind of funny about the fact that he was drinking very heavily during the end of the century he doesn't <laughs> yeah. remember a lot of the sessions apparently and i like him being the narrator yeah, yeah that's because funny. It, it kind of gives it that sort of glass menagerie like well hang on how much of this is accurate <laughs> yeah. this is a memory play so yeah no, i i was i was going to i'm i'm going to try to outdo your checkoff thing but Did I think, it. but I think there's something. I dare you. I, well, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I was trying to come up with the the best way to say this, and I'm not sure this is it. But there is something sort of compelling, especially in this day and age, of literally going to a play or a show or or experiencing anything like the Ramones, where it's like everybody's working together, but not everybody agrees. It's like you all have different opinions, and it's okay. 
we can have it out and we can mm. discuss it. It doesn't always have to end in a gunpoint, but that, right. but that's that's sort of an optimistic take that I get from the show, which yeah. is that it's like, yeah, I mean they these and also, guys kind of hate each other. It's about collaboration. Yeah, everybody collaboration. in that room is an insane artist in their own right. <laughs> yeah, you know so. Yeah, you don't have just like one, you know, Wolfgang and Amadeus running yeah. around and yeah, everyone one else is trying to right. hold them together. There's there's four, there's five pretty ill people in a room yeah. for a big <laughs> chunk of that play. The Ramones, pretty, pretty ill. Ill. Um, <laughs> and it's, you know, you've got you've got two addicts, um, Joey with his crippling OCD, mm-hmm. Johnny with what looks like traces of narcissistic personality disorder. There's a lot of money wearing quarterbacking here, but, um, huh. and, and I, again, you know, this is, I'm not saying these are the hard and fact cases about them, but th- these were people who really bumped up against each other, really yeah. ground against yeah. each other and made so much beautiful shit. Yeah. I mean, and that's just endlessly fascinating to me. Yes. Bit, yeah. I agree. Well, thank you again so much for yes, being on our you. show. Oh, thanks for um, having me, guys. You know, yeah. I wanted to say again that uh, we talked to so many people about the Ramones, and it's just really fun to talk to somebody who is a true scholar of oh, the band. And, I, I mean, speak for myself. Well, I'm not a scholar. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Don't look at me. You're certainly not. You guys have gotten, got pretty, you guys have gotten pretty scholarly. <laughs> but it's just, it's just fun to, you know... Yeah, to oh, talk yeah. about some of these things. It's somebody so fun to thought talk about, about it as much as we actually have. Yeah, <laughs> um, I agree. I agree. Okay, so I mean, let any last thoughts on why is it always this way, or, uh, or rocket I'll, to I'll, Russia? I'll throw I'll throw one out. It was like we're we're shills for people all the time, but Please. that 40th anniversary sounds great. I was gonna say that tracking go... that the tracking version of this made me love it more. Go pick it up the reissue. So good. Absolutely. And it's beautiful. It made it's, me, it feels it made like a, me sit yeah. up. It's mm-hmm. so, this is like, I feel almost dirty. I'm getting nothing from this. It doesn't have a, uh, uh, what do you call it? It doesn't have a mono mix. No. Uh, no. no, it doesn't have the mono mix, but that that thing we confirmed with Mr. Stasium was like, he tried to make it like you stepped into the room and these four guys were playing. No, great. So there's like the ooze in this song yeah. are not there for that track but what you have is this thing where it's like well the speakers might not hold this right yeah <laughs> something's gonna pop there, like there the, are gonna be there should be smoke in a moment we're really in the red you guys yeah. but but oh you know like yeah. it's that's exciting yeah we're all the teacher from uh, rock, rock and roll high school who goes to the concert who's like whoa what's going on and like that's what's happened so yeah it's great I recommend it. Anybody got any glue? Yeah. <laughs> the great Paul Bartel. I got to tell Paul, Paul Bartel before he died. He, I was walking up the Upper West Side when I still lived in New York, and he was walking uh, downtown, and uh, and he was coming close to me. He's like, holy shit, that's Paul Bartel. Like, uh-huh. No, I have to. He's like, Mr. Bartel, I love your work. And he kind of touched his chest and gave me a little bow and said, thank you, young man. <laughs> and, and sounded just like the teacher from Rock and Roll High School. Amazing. It was gorgeous. That's great. It was a terrific moment. Super cool. <laughs> well, my last song, Rocket to Russia, is yeah. I, I think this is my favorite Ramones album. You really? know, so... Um, what about you, John? You gotta... Can you pick a favorite? Yeah, can you? I, just, I, just, I, don't I know. know. It's hard, right? I know. I, I mean, obviously, I've got a deep, deep affection for End of the Century. I wrote a goddamn play about it. But um, <laughs> I, I often go back and forth between this one and Leave Home. And Leave Home. Uh, uh, okay. I, leave Home has... I mean, I love Leave Home, too. I, uh, leave Home has Oh, Oh, I Love Her So, which is just yeah. one of the most perfect love songs ever written. I yeah. just, you know, uh, I met her at the Burger King, fell in love by the soda machine. Yeah. It's just <laughs> fucking... Sorry, Cole Porter. You know, I just... <laughs> I'm not sure to say sorry, Coldplay. 
Double I'm really sorry yeah, for yeah, Coldplay. Sorry, Coldplay. I'm always sorry for Coldplay. Um, but, uh, so so just... let's diverge on real quick. Okay. Real quick, end of the century. Um, it, you know, is that an album that particularly get you going or I mean when you set out was that were you like this is an interesting time or did you say to yourself this is an album that I love and so well I went to this is an album I love and then I started reading about it and I said oh this is an interesting time Jesus Christ this is an interesting time (laughs) yeah Um, I think there are I think there's moments where the wall of sound that Phil Spector perfected works with the Ramones to Incredible effect. I, I mean, think. it's epic. Do you love know, rock and roll radio? Rock and roll radio. I love is that great. Album. I love uh, the the side one closer. Let's go. Yeah, is ferocious. Mm-hmm. I love. And there's a moment where um, during the middle eight where the Toms and it's funny because Phil famously hated working in stereo. But when he did work in stereo, the toms go from channel to channel. They fade back and forth mm. from left and right. And it's it's this, like, oh my God, the mercenaries are coming for me right now. <laughs> it's a wonderful feeling. I like, um, I with all due respect to Mr. Stasium, I very much like that version of Rock and Roll High School on End of the Century. It's okay. Um, Do you like? Are you saying you like it better than the? I it's so big. I yeah, I like the bigness of it too, though. I'm not saying so it's better or worse, but big. I appreciate it. It used yeah. to be. It used to be my favorite. I I I love the the just the drum intro of the Ed Stasium version. That was the version they did live. So yes. I, yeah. I I you know with the where it comes in the rock 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 and roll high, and they would yeah. they would do this incredibly long drum intro and mm-hmm. like you know change strings or whatever. And it was really <laughs> fun live, you know. Yeah. But there was something with, like, the school bell and that chord, that mm. storied guitar chord that is is really just enormous. And then you've got the weird little moments like like Danny Says and the yeah, Baby Danny I Love You um, uh, uh, cover. Yeah. And then there's, like, the, the quote-unquote filler, like High Risk Insurance, I still think, has some stuff to... Um, this Ain't Havana, I think, is really fun. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm very fond of End of the Century. And there's an argument to be made that it's a Joey solo record. It, yeah, but I mean, I think it's interesting that you say I liked the album, then I started doing the research, then that made sense. You know what I yeah. mean? Cause, yeah. Yeah. Because probably a that lot counts. of people would have said, "I'm going to write this about the first album." That's probably no. what most yeah. people would have said. Well, this is actually the reason the play got off the ground at all was that I I I had written a draft and then I saw something on Deadline that Martin Scorsese was going to do a movie about the first Ramones oh, yeah. record mm-hmm. about Ramones. And I have a friend, my friend, uh, my, my friend Ted Griffin, um, worked on Wolf of Wall Street and he did, he wrote some commercials that Scorsese directed in sort of his off season. So he was like, I know one person who can get to Marty. So I write to Ted and I go, Ted, listen, I never do stuff like this. Marty doesn't want to do a, doesn't want to do a movie about the first record. He wants to do a movie about the fifth record. You got to trust me on this. Mm -hmm. Let me send you my play. Yeah. And Ted goes. Marty has is Marty is seventy thousand years old and has eight projects in the hopper. I don't know how that fucking story leaked. I don't know what's going on. He's doing something about Catholic monks in Japan right now. I don't know what. I don't know how that story came out, but sure, send me your play. But you know what's so funny? And then he got me in touch with Brian, my producer, yeah. and oh, that's wow. how that happened. So, so my intent was to like frantically run interference and like. Yeah. At the very least, keep Marty Scorsese from making a Ramones movie and killing my chances. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but where is the Ramones movie? I don't like, know. Like, it's insane that there isn't uh, you one. You know, uh, um, there are scripts. There's tons know, of scripts I'm out sure. there, apparently. We know, Have you read some? 
I have not read any. No, okay. I've not read any. They're they're hard to come by, but there are a few, and there are and Mickey, I think, is got working option on one now. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was supposed to be a Please Kill Me movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think CBGB's tanked so hard and was so was such a critical and once again, flop. <laughs> once again, a sidebar thing tanks and brings their bones down with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Um. There's this there's this uh, YouTube guy. I think his name is Patrick H. Willems, and he does mostly like sort of film movie critique stuff and he did a thing about especially music biopics yeah and basically it it was in response to bohemian rhapsody and the idea was like why do all these movies feel exactly the same they all feel exactly they all feel exactly the same and and i thought of your play because his pitch in the end was it feels better in sort of the ed wood model to be like condense it down to the most important things and i swear to god i thought for a second he was going to say then he pitched an idea and I thought he was going to say it in the century, and he didn't. He said, uh, Oasis is be here now. That's fun, Which, too. But it's a similar idea where it's like, band on the rise, mm-hmm. goes into the studio, and comes out with this huge thing that people don't know exactly what to do, and a lot of shit went down in there. <laughs> yeah. And, but it, but the idea Fleetwood was... Fleetwood Mac rumors. Yeah. You're going to make a Fleetwood Mac movie, yeah, just right? yeah. one album. Yeah. But the idea that, yeah, you focus on this, and then you're... I mean, that's the word. You're focused. You Edward was a huge. Did we talk about this last time? Edward was I a massive remember. inspiration it's for, one of my in favorites. terms of of the way it just focuses on three representative years of his life mm-hmm. and doesn't get into like the soft core and the alcoholism. It yeah, just, yeah. This is um, Bohemian Rhapsody. God, was that a twenty year movie? I, I, <laughs> I. My fear is that the Ramones movie will come. And it will cover all 22 years of the band's career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there will be a moment about 28, 29 minutes in it where Joey's got a burnt face and someone says, Joey, what do you want? And the camera pushes in on yeah, him right. slowly. And he says, I, I, I want to be sedated. <laughs> and then we're into act two. And then I, some guy runs by like, blah, 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 blah. I, uh, I want to be sedated. I just, and that's what that movie's going to be. And I know it. And it's inevitable. And look, hey, oh. they get there how they get there. But I always say, like, <laughs> let him do the first one. Because then the first one, the first one feels so important. And you get out of the way. And then you can do some other movies that are actually good about their That's rounds. the, you know what the, I mean? So now we're just bagging on Bohemian Rhapsody, or I oh. am. But there's a, there's a review, there's a review of that that said, there's a review of it that said that one of the best things you can say about it is now you can make a great queen movie. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, we got that one out of the way. Now you can do. That's exactly how I feel about it. But I, I, I think that's the right approach. Okay, kids, listen. Anyway. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for yeah. Why Is It Always This Way. Um, a pleasure again. John Ross Bowie. You can find him on Speechless. Uh, you can find him... Um, when when, when in, is this going to air? Um, at the end of March. Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, so the All play. Big Bang Theory reruns at this point, yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, can people still, like, do you have a website where you... I'm on the Twitter. You're on the Twitter. So, I'm on the like, Twitter. I have you, a Tumblr that I hardly ever update, but I'm I know there, you yeah. do some improv with your wife at yeah. UCB in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Is there a way people can find out when that's happening? Or? John Ross Bowie at Twitter is the most... Uh, okay. uh, or at, Twitter, at John Ross Bowie on Twitter. Boy, I'm tired. Um, you can uh, find out when your daughter's singing ABBA songs that way. Right, yeah. No, I probably, <laughs> I'm not going to draw you too much attention to my <laughs> nope. daughter's theatrical work just yet. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's uh, there. I'm I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty uh, online, so you can you can find me there. Okay, cool. 
Um, guys, it is, this has been a wonderful project you guys are doing. I, I, I listen to episodes that I'm not even on. I really enjoy <laughs> your work and your dedication to uh, to a, a topic that is obviously really important to me. So thank you for everything you've done over wow. the years to uh, to kind of see this this singular vision through. Thanks. Thanks. That's very nice. Yeah, I thank you. I have never been thanked before. So uh, it wasn't recording. No. <laughs> oh, what? No, I don't have another one in me. I'm sorry. That was it. Good night, guys. <laughs> Good night. On that note, thank you all for joining us today. Please follow us on Twitter at Ramones Podcast or on Facebook at Ramones of the Day Podcast. And join us next time when we will be discussing Worm Man on Ramones of the Day. <laughs>